got a, a bunch, a night full of very important things that are on our agenda this evening. Things that have been planned for weeks, some that have already been rescheduled. We're going to do our best to get to those things, but first and foremost, we're going to follow the leading of the Holy Ghost. So Matthew chapter 13 and verse number 37. Matthew 13 and 37 He answered and said unto them, He that soweth the good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the Word. The good seed are the children of the kingdom, but the tares are the children of the wicked one. Somebody say, I am the seed. I am the seed. I am the seed. I I don't just sow the seed. I am the seed. Then if you would go to Matthew chapter 5 and verse number 13. Matthew 5 and verse 13, Jesus says, you are. Somebody say are. I won't try, I'll try not to get in the habit of this, but touch your neighbor and say, you are. The salt of the earth. But if the salt has lost his savor, wherewith it, wherewith shall it be salted? It is henceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. The Message Bible says it like this. Let me tell you what you are here. You're here to be salt. Seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? You've lost your usefulness and will end up in the garbage. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. I try not to ever do it, but I'm not here to sermonize tonight. I've come to deliver, I believe, a word from God. I've got a single word title tonight, and that is simply this, Be. Be. Father, I feel your presence in this place already. I know you're already moving and working. And I know, God, we're already out of what we're used to. We're already out of our habits and our rituals But we claim that we're apostolic and so I pray that you would help us stay in the flow of your spirit that is in this place tonight. That you may do a sovereign work of your spirit, God. We're not here for church, we're not here for rituals, we're not here for obligations or duty. But we are here, God, for you to do what you want to do, how you want to do it, when you want to do it, where you want to do it. So be loosed in this place, God, to do that in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. If you'll help me preach, you can be seated. If you won't, stay. keep standing. Just a little bit of heads up, I was going to mention this in the regular order of service, but I'll give the rest of you a little bit of heads up. We have temporarily suspended our 515 leadership meeting that normally goes on at each Sunday evening, and we're suspending that for a while for the purpose of coming in here to pray. I have asked all elders and all congreg daughter work leaders to be in here by 530, so that means if you get here at 528, 
About 5.30, you come, you should see your ministry leader here praying. You, you should see your ministry leader here praying. I know there were several folks that were in a uh, preparation meeting this evening, so not casting stones at anybody. I, I know that, I understand that, but I'm telling you, we will be doing that, and based on the change I already feel here this evening, who knows how long we, we may not have a 515 meeting anymore. We may just keep doing what we're doing tonight. If you got your iPad out or your phone out or your field notes out, write this down. You can do without being. You can do without being, but you cannot be without doing. You can do without being, but you cannot be without doing. You can do God things. You can do church stuff without really being. You can do religious activity. You can come to church faithfully, do all of that without truly being a disciple of Jesus Christ. But if you are going to truly be, you will automatically do. I, I, I just, the Lord has been dealing with me. I guess this week is where this has sort of just kind of hit me. I've been so doing, spending so much time, brother, you trying to figure out what do we need to do? What does Antioch Central need to do? What does the Arnold group on Sunday morning need to do? And I feel like God has just kind of hit me upside the head and said, you need to stop trying to do and you just need to start being because you are the salt and you are the light. He didn't say I've called you to do salt and do light. He says you are salt and you are light. I've said it numerous times in the last couple of years and I'm not going other places looking for confirmation, but uh, you, you, this, you may do this, you may not need to do this. If you're not spiritually mature, it's probably not wise for you to do this. But every now and then I'm in the car in the evening, and, and in the evening on, I think it's 95.1, there is a couple of different speakers broadcasts that come on in the evening, and one of those is Dr. Tony Evans. And I heard him make a statement very similar to something I've said numerous times a couple of days ago that we have to come up with all kinds of church programs to get people to do stuff that we really ought to be doing as a part of who we are. I, I'm just a bit frustrated and I think some of you feel the same way of trying to figure out how to organize and plan and execute what we are actually just supposed to be. You are the seed. And so what you are supposed to be is in the seed. An apple tree doesn't have to figure out how to do an apple tree. A tomato plant doesn't have to figure out how to do tomatoes. That's what it produces because that's what it is. It's time for you and I to start producing, not because of what we're trying to do, but because of who and what we are. Adam Clark says, with regards to this, our Lord, our Lord shows here what the preachers of the gospel and what 
all who profess to follow him should be. You should be the salt of the earth and you are to preserve the world from putrefaction and destruction. Somebody at the UPC General Conference this week made reference to it. I forget who it was off the top of my head. Well, one of the preachers, actually I think it was Brother Bernard, the superintendent, and I think it may have been in his message on Friday evening, made reference to the fact that Moses had the chance, Abraham, excuse me, had the chance to spare a whole city. I, I know what the Bible says and I, I understand there's some things that appear like they are destined to happen. But I don't think that means you and I sit by as spectators or victims of what's going on in the world around us. I am supposed to be. And as a part of being, I have been called to be a preservative, to be a, to be someone that affects the circumstances of the world around me. Barnes note says this, salt renders food pleasant and palatable and preserves from putrefaction. So Christians by their lives and instructions are to keep the world from entire moral corruption. Not by doing, but by being. Not by figuring out programs how we can affect our world, but by being who it is we have been created to be. By bringing down the blessing of God in answer to their prayers and by their influence and example, they save the world from universal vice and crime. But if the salt has lost its savor, that is, if it has become tasteless or has lost its preserving properties, the salt used in this country is a chemical compound, chloride of sodium, and if the saltness were lost or it were, or it were to lose its savor, there would be nothing remaining. Listen to this. It enters into the very nature of the substance. In eastern countries, however, the salt used was impure or mingled with vegetable or earthy substances so that it might lose the whole of its saltiness and a considerable quantity of earthy matter remained. This was good for nothing except that it was used to place in paths or walks or as we use gravel. If we lose our saltiness, Brother Barr, and it says the way it was lost by mixing in the earthy. By mixing in the earthy. By trying to use earthly message methods to do spiritual missions. When the church finds tries to figure out how to do church the way the world likes church, it's lost its saltiness and therefore it loses its purpose and its value. But you and I have been called to be salt and light to be the savor of this world. Not to do, but to be. Lastly, Jameson Fawcett and Brown says... 
if the salt has lost its savor, if it's become unsavory or insipid, losing its saline or salting property. The meaning is, if that Christianity on which the health of this world depends does in any age, region, or individual exist only in name, if all the church does is exist in name, All it's worthy of is being thrown out and trodden underfoot. How how much is somebody around you on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday going, hmm, what's that I taste? Something's, there's something, there's something a little different about you. There's something that changes the dynamics of, 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 of this office when you walk in. There's something that changes in this classroom when you walk in. John says the light shines into darkness and the darkness cannot, the King James says, comprehend. 2017 comprehend to us is understand, but in the, in the, in the Greek, that word comprehend is not about understanding. That word is about overtake. The light shines into darkness and the darkness cannot, will not overtake the light. It cannot. There are some fights, there are some battles that the outcome is not always determined. Sometimes you can put fire out with water. But sometimes the fire gets burning so intensely you can pour some water on it and it just can't do anything. But light will always. Light will always. If the lights were off in this room and the hallway lights were off and it was pitch black, There would be no question if somebody could just get a little light on. I know. You know what? Here we are. Here's our problem. We're here tonight. How? Get ready. You ready for the the powerful impact that's getting ready? I want y'all to get. You got to get ready. This is gonna. This is gonna. This is gonna blow your mind. Are you ready? Did you see the change? You see the change that just took place in this sanctuary when I turned the light on my phone on. Y'all didn't see that, did you? We come to church on Sunday nights and we all got our lights on and we don't feel like we're making an impact because we got light. But turn the lights off. Well, yeah, go ahead. Thank you. Turn the lights off. Cut these off for a moment too if you can. Now get ready. Here we go. You ready? How about now? We, you know, we still got door lights and all that, but ready? Oh, we got to start over. How about now? Now, now can you, you can see it, right? No, I understand. It did not light up the entire room, but it pushed back some darkness. You can turn them back on. Thank you. Do you understand when you walk into that godless classroom, when you walk into that godless work environment, when you walk down the halls of a godless mall, that you are light and light overtakes the darkness. I realize I might not be changing all of the world, but I've been called to change my world. 
Mark chapter 1 verse number 16. Now as he walked by the sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And Jesus said unto them, Come ye after me, and I will teach you how to fish for men. Follow me and I'm going to change what I'm going to teach you to fish for something else. No. He said, follow me and I will make you to be, to be a fisher of men. Not to just do it. I, I, well, brother, right, it's just semantics. What's the difference? I'll tell you what the difference is. This is this is about the best, and that may not be the greatest, but it's about the best I can come up with. I play golf. But there's a difference between me playing golf and the guys that are making millions. I play golf. They are golfers. I dabble in golf every now and then. They are golfers. They are golfers because they are consumed with it. They don't just go out a couple of times a year on the weekend when it's convenient, but Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, they're either playing in a tournament or they're practicing. They hit thousands of shots a day in practice because that's what they are. You and I have not been just called to do something. We've been called to be Our problem is when we focus on doing, we can be comfortable when others do for us. When I'm called to be and I'm not being, it becomes pretty obvious. But he said, follow me and I will make you to become. I don't want you just to go fish for men. I want this to be what you are. There's a lot of us that do church real well. There's a lot of us that do church real good. We got it scheduled into our lives. We got it scheduled in, and we do, man, we'll do, we'll do, we're gonna be there. Most of us, you know, unless something major comes up, we're gonna be there because that's what we do. Call it semantics if you want to, but I'm not here tonight because this is what I do. And I got a feeling there's some others that aren't here tonight because this is what you do. But I am here because this is a part of who I am. I'm not just trying to do, but I want to be. I want to be salt and I want to be light. I don't think based on the... If you look at the piece of paper where we all write down the results of our matches each time, this really doesn't show out to be truth. But there's one guy at the racquetball club in the league I participate in, and he always jokes around with the other guys. He's like, you know what, you got to watch out for him. He's got an he's unfair advantage. He, he, he's got God in there with him. Let me tell you what, if that's the case, God is slacking on the job. Because if God's in there helping me out, the results are not that great. (laughs) But you know what? I think that kind of ought to be the world's perception. 
And if it's not, then something's wrong. Are you better than everybody else? No, I'm not better. But I am a child of the King. You think you're holier than me? No, because all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And because even the best my righteousness is as filthy rags. But I do have a heavenly Father. And I've got somebody taking care of me. And it's not just what I do, but it's who I am. Oh, I've said it already. I'm going to say it again. I am so frustrated with trying to figure out what, what is it. I've been trying to figure it out for months. What do we, what do we got to do? Antioch Central. They're, Antioch West has got some things they're doing. Some of you probably heard about some of the new stuff they got going on. And North Baltimore or Antioch North's got their stuff. And I'm, I, I'm actually, I've got to be just real honest. I'm feeling the pressure. Like, man, they're rolling out this great stuff, great ideas, great changes. i got to figure out what to do. Now, I'm not saying anything against them. Don't get me wrong. It's not my point. Okay, God, what do you want us to do? 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 Nothing. I want you to be. Because if I can get you to be, all the doing will fall into place. Oh, come on, Brother Right. that's too simple. Come on, Brother Right. you know, I really do believe that. If you and I can figure out how to be what we've been called to be, the doing is going to fall into place. Salt and light. We, you are... You are, you are salt and light. I, I, I don't really have my, I don't have, a, I don't have this fully worked out yet. I, I was trying to get my, my, my head wrapped around it. So just in its elementary stages, I, I got to thinking about why did he say we're salt and not sugar? I, mean, I don't know about you, I love to be the sugar of the earth. You are sugar and light. I mean, come on, it could have. I, I think one difference, this is, this is one elementary difference that I think is part of the reason. Salt has a way of stirring up a desire for more. Whereas sugar has a tendency to just kind of satisfy. I want you to be salt because I want somebody to be stirred by what's happening in your life. I want you to be salt because I want somebody to see, you know what, there's something, you don't just make things a little bit sweeter around here, but you stir something up here. You, you make me recognize, you make me become hungry and thirsty for what I don't have. I'm not going to preach all night, I don't think. Sit there and stare, I might, but. Acts, thir- Acts 3 and verse 1. Actually, getting ahead of myself, but I'll go ahead and read that. Acts 1, verse 4. And being assembled together with them, 
commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, Ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times of the seasons which the Father hath put in his power, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And you shall go witness in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and the othermost part of the earth. One small change makes a world of difference. You shall go witness. And again, if we've got some that are going, the rest of us can feel a little comfortable about not going as long as somebody's going. But he didn't say that. He said, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you that you shall be witnesses. Oh, forgive me, here I go. Forgive me, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. But the reason that we spend thousands of dollars, thousands of dollars, thousands of dollars, oh Lord, I feel a little kicking over tables, casting out money changers, spirit, come Thousands of dollars. And can't get people to do. Just, just, just go hanging on a, you don't even have to talk to anybody. Just go hanging on a door. Oh Lord. You don't even have to, you don't even have to just run up, go in the middle of the day when everybody's working. Hanging on a door. Go do witnessing. He didn't give me power to do. He gave me power to be. I'm sorry, I'm not just playing semantics with you tonight. And really, I've come to preach what I think is an encouraging message. Because it's not up to you, to just you and I to try to do. We've been called to be. His Spirit has come upon us so that we can be. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were in one mind, one accord. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. It filled all the house where they were sitting. There appeared under them cloven tongues like as a fire set upon each one. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. Peter gets up in response, men and brethren, what shall we do? And begins to preach a, a very short, simple message. This is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. It'll come to pass in the last days. I will pour out of my Spirit upon all flesh. Here's what you need to do. Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promises unto you and to your children and those that are afar off even as many as the Lord our God shall call and 3,000 people
know, I know, I understand. We, we all understand. There's just a few details that were left out in the book of Acts. They weren't really meeting in that upper room tarrying for the Holy Ghost. They were doing planning sessions. And they had their graphic designers making up. I'm not saying we shouldn't do this stuff. But we shouldn't have to do this stuff. They weren't in that upper room organized outreach days and they weren't in that upper room organizing marketing campaigns and yet on the first day of the church when the Holy Ghost was poured out 3,000 plus people. Why? Because somebody was being. And then you go out through the rest of the book of Acts there are 5,000 multitudes. Listen, Acts 1, 4. And, de- and, no, go back to what I was going to read, Acts 3, 1. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. I know it says it was the hour of prayer, but I don't think they were going to the hour of prayer because that's what they do. I think they were going to the hour of prayer because that's who they were. I don't want to be offensive, but if you're sitting there arguing with me right now over whether or not there's a big difference between doing and being, you're exact ones that need to be hearing what I'm preaching. They went up being the ninth hour, and a certain man, laying from his mother's womb, was carried whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms of them and that entered into the temple. And Peter and John whipped out their seed card and said, hey, if you'll come to our healing service. Because that's what we do at our healing service. <laughs> Peter and John says, you know what? I ain't got nothing to give you. I ain't got no coins, I ain't got no dollar bills to give you, but such as I have, and I'm going to insert this, because of who I am, I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up. And that lame man got up and began to run around leaping and praising God because he came across somebody that wasn't just trying to do, but they were being... I didn't plan to do this, so let me let me let me just let me let me read this. Esther, I just probably was a part of your guys' testimony. You can tell it again, but get ready in a second. I want you to at least tell a little bit about that little girl or little boy, whichever it is. The book of Acts, the book of Acts. There were dead raised in, in Peter raises Tabitha and Paul raises Eutychus. No, God did it. Well, he told them to go heal. I know God does it. I know that. But Jesus said, go heal the sick. So I shouldn't have to qualify. We know that it's God that does it, okay? We're all on the same page. Ananias cures Saul of his blindness. Peter heals the paralytic in chapter 9. Paul cures the lame man of Lystra in chapter 14. Paul heals Publius, father of dysentery. Heals his father of dysentery. I thought there was a name and that's a thing. There was deliverance. Paul cast the devil out in chapter 16. Peter strikes Ananias and Sapphira dead. Aren't you glad I'm not like Peter is your pastor? (laughs) 
Philip in chapter 8 was snatched by the Spirit and transported. Chapter 28, Paul shakes off a poisonous viper. Chapter 5, prison doors open for the apostles. Chapter 12, Peter is released from prison by an angel. Chapter 16, chains fall from Paul and Silas. Chapter 2, many signs and wonders were done by the apostles. Chapter 5, apostles perform signs and wonders among the people. Chapter 5, Peter's shadow. Peter's shadow. What you doing, Peter? Nothing, I'm just being. And as he was being, people are jumping into his shadow. His shadow. Nowadays, the way it works is if we can get so-and-so to come preach and lay his hands on me, I'll get healed. They didn't even need Peter to do. If I can just get in his shadow, not because of what he does, but because of who he is. I don't think I can quite say it that every single thing Jesus did, I think I could almost say it, but I don't want to say it as a matter of fact without absolutely knowing for sure. But almost everything Jesus did in the Gospels you can find happening in the book of Acts by someone who was being... Being, not doing... Brother, I'm not here to be, I'm not here to Mike to be mean. I am here to challenge. I am. I will acknowledge that. I'm not here to be mean. And if it comes across that way, I apologize. That's not my, that's not, that's not my desire. Passionate. I want to be passionate. Yes, I'm not trying to be mean, but, but so bear with me. Brother Ellenberg, what's the most so far, the most you've had on outreach at Glen Burnie? The most. Last week, so six. Six is the most. Well, I'm busy. I'm, I got my minutes. I got this. Whatever. Talk to the hand. Here's, here's my greater point. I don't think we should have to be doing. I don't think we should have to be getting up with sign-up sheets. Who will go out and help us Saturday in in Glen Burnie for outreach. I don't think we should have to do that. I think we are just supposed to be being. Being. And, 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 and my, my, my challenge, my encouragement tonight to try to get across is this isn't about some select few. These signs shall follow them that believe. I'm sorry, I, some of you will know who I'm talking about without calling names, and you can easily find out if you really want to. But the other night at the General Conference served this past week was the United Pentecostal Church International General Conference in Kansas City, Missouri. And so the other night in one of the services, there's a man of God that's been used greatly in the miraculous. Greatly. And everybody's faith is high. I'm going to get my miracle tonight because... Huh? Really? He said, these signs aren't going to follow them that are ordained. It's not that these signs are going to follow them that have an office. These signs shall follow them that believe. 
do I have any believers in the house tonight? Are there any believers? Are there any believers? If you are a believer, God has called you to be. He's called you to be. Whether you ever have a title or an office, He's called you to be. Well, we know you got to be 21 or older. I mean, we know that, right? You got to you, you got to be a you can't be a minor. Come here, Esther. I think they may have been going to tell this as a part of their we hopefully we'll get there tonight those that went to AYC trips you can come up here. Those that went on AYC trips this summer are going to get to share some of their stuff and I'm probably taking a little bit of their thunder. But I I, I want you that believe, that believe, that believe. That believe those that believe I got to tell you, I, I, I've, I've been prophesied to, brother, right? God's going to use you in the miraculous. God's going to use you in miracles and signs. God's going to use you for healing. I've, I've been in the hospital to pray for about six or seven people that were in the hospital and, and, and that were on, you know, it was a life-threatening situation, and I'm 0 for 6 or 7. I'm not trying to be facetious. I'm not trying to be lighthearted. I'm just telling you. You know what I've kind of had to come to terms with recently? What if maybe that promise doesn't exactly get fulfilled through me? But what if it gets fulfilled? On our trip, we had a couple, and uh, the mom explained to us that her daughter is two and a half years old, and she's born. she was born with, um, she wasn't growing properly, and she couldn't walk. She was two and a half, and she couldn't talk. She could only say about three words. And so it was the last service of our trip, and Brother Shoots had talked to all of us about how to pray with people for healing and stuff. And I had a vision of, like, I didn't know exactly what she looked like, but I saw her, like, playing and running and stuff. And she wears braces all the time because her legs aren't properly um, growing. And so I went up, and I prayed for her, and I prayed for healing in her feet, in her brain. And so when she got home, her mom called me, and she said... I just saw Sayla, and I, t- I called my mom before I got home, and I said, I don't want you to care- hand Sayla to me like you normally do, but I want you to stand her up and let her walk to me. And she said, when I saw her, she stood up, and she took, like, one step and stumbled. And she was like, okay, no, help her. And so she got up on her own, which she can't do, and so she got up on her own and then took, like, two steps on her own, And then over the period of 30 minutes, she had taken about 30 steps, completely unassisted. And she's two and a half years old. And then we just got a video yesterday of her mom sent it to us. And she goes, Sayla, what does a bear say? And she goes, roar. Sayla, say A, A, B, C, one, two, three. She could only say two words. Not these signs might follow, not that it may be, but he said these signs shall follow them that believe, but not because they're doing, but because they are being.
I go back to what I shared with you a couple of weeks ago, back in August, coming back from apostolic conference, that Brother Bourne said to me, God is about to do something at your church that is going to astound the state. That's not going to happen by us doing. That's not going to happen by a better program, a better idea. But it will happen if we can just be... In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I think I'm just about done preaching, but I think God's just about ready to start working. I don't think I'm, I don't think I got much more to preach, but I think God's got something to do. Come on, come on, let's let, let something happen in us tonight. Paul said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you would present your bodies as a living sacrifice is there anybody tonight that would join with me and say god i don't want to just do i want to be i don't want to just do god i want to be in fact, I want to stop trying to do, and I want to learn how to just be. Yeah. Come on, come on, I'm challenging you tonight. Present your bodies as a living sacrifice. I don't want you just to teach me how to fish. I don't want you just to teach me what to do. I want to be. You and I are the salt. You and I are the preservative for this area. God has called you and I to be salt and light. Come on, come on, please don't be a spectator. If you got the Holy Ghost, don't be a spectator. I believe God wants to do something of great significance in this place right now. I believe I'm not the only one here tonight that is try tired of trying to figure out what to do. God, I want to be. I want to be released to be. I don't want to just try to go do, but I want to go be what you've called me to be, what you've made me to be. Kaya talabo ho shatayando lobo satala bahaya. 
Come on, the devil doesn't mind it if we try to mix a little bit of earthly things with spiritual things. The devil doesn't mind if we try to do spiritual business if we're mixing in a little bit of the earthy. But I believe there's some people tonight that are hungry. God, we want you and nothing but you. Not by might, nor by power, but by your spirit. Your spirit working in us and through us. Your spirit operating in us and through us. God, I pray that the power of the Holy Ghost would come upon us tonight. Not to go do, but to go be. We don't need the power tonight so that we can just go do. But let the power of the Holy Ghost come upon us that we can go and be. If we want to, we can settle for just doing. If that's what we're satisfied with, we can settle for just doing. But there's something greater than just doing. There's something greater than just doing. God has called us to be. God, I pray that you would release us, that you would send us forth, not to do, but to be, not to do, but to be, God. In the name of Jesus, 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 be it unto us according to your word. Let your spirit overshadow us to produce in us and through us what you desire. Not for us to have to figure it out. Not for us to have to figure it out. But for you to do it through us, God. Yes, 
Corobo sataramando lobo corri ala bahaya. Ilamando robo seye ala rabo bahaya. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Alamondo robo koyatala bahaya. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. This isn't about pressure. This isn't about pressure because you can't produce it and I can't produce it. This isn't about a weight of pressure because this isn't something you and I can produce. It's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by His Spirit working through us. Me trying to do produces pressure. Me trying to do produces a weight. But me just being is me yielding and surrendering. Being is about surrendering and yielding to the Spirit working in and through me. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, God, you've, you've made us, you've created us to be salt and light. Oh God, by your grace, let us become exactly what you have created us to be, God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. It was said of the apostles. These are they who have turned the world upside down. They didn't achieve that because of what they figured out how to go and do. But they achieved that because of who they were being. They achieved that because of who they were being. Who God was being through them. Alamando lobo in the name of Jesus in the in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Let there be a transformation of our minds tonight. God, your word says that we are transformed by the renewing of our minds. Let our minds be renewed tonight. Brought into alignment with your word, your ways, God. Not our ways, but your ways, God. 
In the name of Jesus. 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 Shandorobo koshata raba kayata laba. Ilalamando robo koyeti alalabahaya. In the name of Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. 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 In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 In the name of Jesus. 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 Karamondo robo satala. Gila raba kayando robo satala bahaya. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. I know, I know some of you are praying. I'm not going to stop you from praying, but I, we're getting ready to pray again. But I want us to pray for something specific. 
I think, I believe, I feel the great majority of people in this place tonight, the struggle with you and I being is not about, it's not about an unwillingness, it's not about stubbornness and rebellion, it's not about sin, it's not about those things, but it's, it's, I think there's two basic things. One of them, this actually was preached the other night at General Conference, but one of them, that is the reason a lot of you aren't being, is fear. There's a couple of basic fears. The fear of failure, the fear of rejection. Probably the biggest one of those two is the fear of failure. And so in just a moment, I'm going to ask those of you that are willing to acknowledge that fear is a battle for you in becoming, in being what God has called you to be. I'm going to ask you to come. And then what we're going to do with regards to that one is we're not going to bind fear and cast out fear. Because the Bible says perfect love casts out fear. So we're going to loose a baptism of the love of God on you. And the second one is, and, and I don't know, I don't know if I got this to almost say this in the most proper way, but the second one is a battle in seeing ourselves for who we are in God. I'm not talking about a self-confidence. I'm not talking about human cockiness. But I am talking about a confidence. David said to Goliath, you come with a sword and shield, but I come in the name of the Lord. He, he wasn't cocky about who he was and what he was doing, but he was confident in what he had been called to do. I, 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 I preached about it, I've taught about it the last couple of years. This has probably been the biggest area in my life God's been working on, and I've made a lot of progress. But I, I realized just again this week, the other day we were fellowshipping with someone, if I called their name, most of you know them. My wife said, they watch every move you make, and, and they, they want you, you need to impart into their lives. And I said to her, you know what, I, I know the people they know, I know the people they're connected to, and I just don't see myself as being as great. So I'm not talking about arrogance and cockiness, but a confidence in I know who I am. I know who I am. I know what I've been called to be. And I will do what I've been called to do because of who I am. i I, I got to tell you, I don't, I don't really... I may be wrong, but I don't think it's some big spiritual problem, some big spiritual opposition that most of us are facing. It's one of those two things that most of us are dealing with, and that is a tool of the enemy. Because if he can get you paralyzed, that's what he wants to do. So I'm asking you, you may want to, you may need to stay, and that's fine, but if not, then clear out a little bit. And I, I'm asking those of you that are willing to acknowledge, Brother Wright, I am, I am desperate to be but I'm just afraid of stepping out and being because I might fail. And you're tired of living under the paralysis of fear. I want you to come. And if you're here and you're acknowledged, Brother Wright, my struggle is just accepting who I am and believing that I really can be exactly what God has called me to be. That I can do what God has called me to do.
I will be what you've called me to be. I don't know about you, but I'm just a little bit weary of sitting around paralyzed at being, at being. I'm not talking about what I want to be. I'm not talking about my wishes and wants. I'm talking about what God has created me to be. I was going to ask folks to come and help me pray, but there's way too many of you. So it's going to be between you and Jesus. But that's all you need is you and Jesus. I want you to lift your hands right now. Father, in your name, God, right now, your word says that perfect love casts out fear. So right now, on every individual that's battling fear, fear of failure, fear of rejection, I loose your love to cast out that fear. I loose your love to drive away that fear in the name of Jesus Christ. You have not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love and of power and of a sound mind. So I loose your love, but I do bind every thought. I do can't take captive every tormenting thought. We bring it into captivity to the obedience of Christ in the name of Jesus. Fear has torment, but there's peace in your love. There's assurance in your love. Where your love is, fear must go. I trust you, God, right now to drive out fear with love. In Jesus' name. God, I pray right now for the ability to see and to have confidence not in ourselves but in who you are in us to be God exactly what it is that you've called us to be not to try to figure out how to go do something but to figure out how to just let you be through us what it is you have called us to be In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I pray confidence, God. I lose confidence, not self-confidence, but confidence in you, in us, God. In who you are in us and through us. Come on, say yes. Say yes to the Holy Ghost. Not yes to go and do, but yes to just being who God has made you to be.